you're listening to Who Are You, the podcast where we interview people you've never heard of. I'm John Tyler. And I'm Ian Fox. And, uh, Ian, we've got two extra people here with us today. Mm-hmm. Um, who are you? Me? Either one of you. <laughs> Either one. I'm Nate. <laughs> I'm Chris. Back again. For oh. round three. <laughs> wow, Chris. I'm so excited to have you back on the program. You know, Nate, uh, it's really nice of you to join us for the first time. It was, it was feeling like an honor for the first couple times, and now I don't even know anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, Chris, maybe you shouldn't have uh, barged into the recording studio. But, you know, we don't, we don't have to uh, discuss that right now. Um, you know, let's, let's talk about Nate first. Uh, Nate, has anything exciting happened in your life recently that you'd like to talk about on the show? Well, recently I was featured on this aborted episode of a podcast <laughs> in which yeah, one of the hosts just that? couldn't calm the fuck down. <laughs> I mean, is this a family-friendly show? First and no. foremost. No. Oh, God, no. Okay, good. So, one of the hosts would not calm the fuck down, and so we had to restart the whole proceedings, but also, I went to Michigan. Okay, um, now, uh, how, how's Michigan? Same as anywhere else. Okay. Uh, what was the what was the reason for traveling to Michigan, Nate? Uh, to be invited as a guest on a podcast. Uh huh. Yeah, we flew wow, out. They flew me all out. the way to Michigan just to be on on Who Are You? Yep. It's our first uh, major celebrity guest. <laughs> <laughs> Nate Reynolds. Now, what's really good about this is I did have to travel about seven hundred fifty miles to get here. When I could have traveled about, like, 20 miles to get to the other recording studio. <laughs> uh, you also could have recorded from the comfort of your own home, which is what we typically will do with our guests. Um, well, I could have done we're... that if there was any comfort to be found in my own home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and John's uh, place really uh, isn't I... set up for multiple people uh, to record, unlike mine, so... <laughs> Like this lavish studio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the clarity uh, of sound is unrivaled. <laughs> yeah, uh, and we're definitely not going to have an echo throughout this entire episode. So that's I'm not that's seeing very the exciting. little notches showing up every time John says anything right here in the Audacity window. All right, well, that's good. That is a relief. <laughs> the joke here, John, is that I am. Oh. Damn <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good, a good joke for the <laughs> listeners. Um, uh, the so listeners Nate, who I'm sure were aware of the echo already. So Nate, you've you've been flown out to um, talk in this podcast. So can you can you let the listeners know why we invited you out here? You know what what have you got to share that we think is so important that we flew out at great personal expense? Well, right now I got this little basketball stress ball thing. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Wow. A striking commentary on the NBA playoffs, which are happening right now, actually. You know, I hadn't thought about that, because I don't like basketball, but you're right. <laughs> they are. So, well, Nate, who are, who are you rooting for in in the playoffs? Well, it's the finals now. The, the playoffs are over. Uh, well, sorry. I, I've been off the grid for the past week. Who are you rooting for in the finals, Nate? The... Uh, the Cavs. No. Yeah, I am. What? It's the one LeBron's on. Wait, right? Yeah. Wait, the Cavs are in the finals? Yeah. yeah. Shit. 
Yeah, Celtics did not make it. Damn it! They got beat out in Game 7 in a, in a somewhat dramatic manner. Mm-hmm. Shit! Everything was looking so also good! fucked it up real bad in Game 1 in mm-hmm. a similarly, uh, well, it was tragic, really. Mm-hmm. Well... Well, I I didn't know about this. I'm clearly not like a huge basketball fan, but this is more upsetting to me than I expected. <laughs> I was really hoping for the, the for the Celtics to to win it all. Well, I was I was even planning to start watching the the NBA Finals. John, they were they were probably never going to win the finals this year. Yeah, so it would have been them and the Warriors and okay. Yeah, about I, them is, I really good. the Warriors had won, but. <laughs> I was going to ask if the Warriors or Rockets had, had made it. Uh-huh. Warriors are really good, despite only being in the league for this first year. No, no, no. That's it's the all I'll say. It's the Golden Knights, Golden not Knights. the Golden State Warriors. Golden State the, Warriors. There it's incredible that the Golden State Warriors, despite only having been in the league this <laughs> one year, they've <laughs> won so many championships. It's unbelievable to me. Mm-hmm. Literally, cannot believe it. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what? I'm jumping on the bandwagon. I am going to be a bandwagoner. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone everyone always gets all upset at people who hop on the bandwagon when things are going good. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I like winners. So I'm going to cheer for the, for the Warriors. The Golden State Warriors are my team now. Nice. Because I'm a winner, and I associate with winners. Mm-hmm. Mm. And as soon as they start losing, I'm off the bandwagon. I want the best and nothing but. Now, Nate, I've got an important question for you. What's what's the historical significance of the phrase bandwagon? So, there's wagons, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you got to put a big old rubber band on the wagon to keep all the straddlers on because they're all just hopping on it last minute. <laughs> Wait, so so you're saying that like this, in this wagon scenario, people are jumping out the last minute, so you, you rubber band them to the wagon. Yeah, I think you just have one giant rubber band wrapping around. The there's a lot of bandwagoners out there today. Yeah, there, there's more people that can fit on the wagon, so you have a rubber band wrapping around the exterior of all the people to hold them in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a Katamari situation. Oh, and so you don't want to jump on the bandwagon, because if you jump on, instead of being rubber banded on... Yeah, you're just going to slide right off the mound of people who are already well, on the bandwagon. Unless you can effectively, um, you know, crowd surf. Yeah. Which, you know, depending on how the people on the bandwagon already are feeling, they may or may not be supportive. No one ever wants more people you. on the bandwagon. Yeah, that's that's fair. No one's ever said, hey, everyone, all aboard the bandwagon. Everyone hop on this thing. Mm-hmm. I feel really yeah. good so about it. So if, if you do you. try to, to crowd surf, they're probably just going to throw you off the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Especially so in Boston. It's an unsafe thing to do. Oh, God. If... People are rude there. <clears throat> People are rude. What are your thoughts on the politeness of the Midwest, Nate? Literally haven't talked to anyone from the Midwest. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Ian... Do you, are any of the people that you associate with on a regular basis from the Midwest? Yeah, a couple. Okay. It's like, you know, not I, a lot, but. Okay. Yeah. And what are your thoughts on the politeness of the Midwest? I mean, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do think, I do think there is a, there is a particular, I don't know if, if it's, I don't know, it's like, it doesn't seem to me like the Midwest is particularly polite. 
but it does sometimes seem like the East Coast is particularly rude. I don't think the East Coast is particularly rude. I think the East Coast uh, just acknowledges that there's no need to be stopping constantly to talk to strangers. People have things to do, and they should just go about their own business. Mm. But it also means, you know, when people from the East Coast are engaging with you, that it's authentic. Because yeah. I have definitely been places where people are, you know, polite on the surface, but there's nothing to it. It's disingenuous. Seattle. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, I'm calling them out. But also, it, 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 I don't think it's a really particularly um, unique revelation or assault on their culture. I think um, Seattle is, is notorious for uh, disingenuous friendliness mm. due to... Uh, which is, I th- there, there's the Seattle freeze is the phenomenon, I believe, uh, where people talk to you and are very friendly and are like, oh, we should get together again sometime. We should be friends. And then we'll never talk to you again. They cut you out. Freeze you out. Now we've got a second it's, guest it's on this week. We've got uh, Chris Tara back for round three. So Chris, what's, uh, what's new in your life? Well, uh... I, too, made the trip out to Michigan. Along with, now, Chris, uh, uh, what was uh, your reason for visiting Michigan? Well, um, so, when you guys tried to fly Nate over, um, I guess something got mixed up, and instead you guys had called a lift, and so I picked up, and I just kind of had to drive him out here. Oh, okay. Figured yeah, I don't, I don't believe we've ever talked about your lift driving on the show before, Chris. Yeah. Uh, so That's Chris, okay. you are a Lyft driver, is is that correct? That, that is true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you sound you sound kind of bitter about it. No, it's it's a okay. it's a fine side job. I just wish that I don't know, didn't take as much of a toll on my car since it's only driving. Um I kind of I don't know. It's fine, but it's it's a living. There we go. Do you feel as if you've you've driven your car much more than you would have if you were not a Lyft driver? Oh god, yeah. How many no, miles I... do you put on your car in, a, in your average month? Um. Well, on the way down here, we reached uh, 50k. Um, I've had the car for about two years now. <laughs> wow. But I mean, there's also Damn. a period of time where I was commuting every day from New Hampshire down to. Like still in mass, so Jeez. about a year of a... that kind of had a lot to do with it. Was this a new car, Chris, or used? Um, it was used. Uh, okay. How many miles did it have when it when you got it? About six thousand. Damn. Also, wow, Chris, you have put a lot car. of miles on that well, car. They, they leased it for a year. Time. Okay. So they only drove six thousand miles in a year. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a lease, so I assume they were. You know, not anticipating going all that far. Mm. Just down to the corner store. But yeah, between like long commutes for my first year working at Sovereign and then, you know, all the lift driving, it was just like, boom, 44,000 miles tacked on this bad boy. Wow. Uh, so Chris, when you said that uh, you wish lift driving didn't take as much <clears throat> of a toll on your car as it does, do you simply mean the all of the miles you're putting on it, or... Is there something deeper? Something else? Something more sinister, perhaps? 
Some asshole did spill mustard in my car, so that was fun. Mustard? Ugh. Yeah, yeah having, I picked someone up from Fenway, and they uh, had a fucking Fenway Frank with some big old mustard on there. And uh. I was driving on my hair. Oh, God, no. And I'm like, no, no, no. And I look <laughs> back, and it wasn't, it's not a big stain, but like, it's there. And I had to like, uh. put in effort and money to detail it a bit. Did they give you a good tip? They did. They might have. Actually, I don't know. It was like a year ago. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they just gave you the rest of the hot dog. Yes. <laughs> they gave you just the tip of the hot just dog. The tip. <laughs> uh, but I'm like, they were fine people. It's just like, you know. They spilled mustard spilled in your mustard. goddamn car. Yeah, it's very rude. Unforgivable. Was it at least like a nice Dijon? Oh, God, no. It was like some standard-ass <laughs> yellow mustard shit. Yeah, of course it was. It's a What makes mustard yellow? Uh, the dyes they put in it. Wow. Because, like, you look at a mustard plant, right? And it's pretty green. Alright, so like, you look at the mustard seeds, though, and they're brown. And then you look at, like, the fancy mustards. And what color are they? They're brown. brown. They're all brown. So they're the a little mustard, yellow, to be fair. I mean, they're yellowish brown, sure. But they're, but, like, yeah. definitely more brown. But they're than not, the, like, the yellow yellow. Th- they're not me on yellow wrapped mustard. mustard is. Mm-hmm. It's got some stuff in it. You gotta figure. Yeah, for sure. Now, on the subject of food, mm-hmm. we did try a marvelous new uh, restaurant that, you know, we don't really have out east. Okay. It's White Castle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what did you think? Did it live up to the hype of being bad? Um, or see, not good, I guess? What I first want to talk about, John, is the decor inside of the White Castle. <laughs> because they had this, um, they had this sort of wallpapery thing that just wrapped around the whole top of the White Castle. And on this wallpaper, it, it said things like, uh, what you crave, um, square patties. <laughs> Five holes. Wait, sorry, what was that one? Five holes. Five holes? Five, five holes. holes. Not one. What? Not four. Five holes. Not two holes. What What are these holes in? Like, what do you have five holes in? Square patties. There are holes in the patties? What you crave. There are holes. Wait. There are five holes in what you crave, John. Wait, no, are there actually holes in the patties? Yeah. Why? Because it's what you crave. <laughs> Why are there holes in the patties? I Is this an excuse to put less meat in the patty? Yeah. So I think that's one of the... Right. I mean, they're very small patties. And I think it's also to make them cook faster. Yeah, yeah they're How unbelievably you... thin patties. Yeah. So you gotta figure, it takes about one minute on either side to cook. Now, it did take about 15 minutes for us to get our fucking sliders... But, you know... Really? Yeah, it was... I thought White Castle was fast food. It is fast food, John. It just wasn't fast today. That's so... That's very slow fast food. It's the slowest fast food, and also, it's not great. Like, if you've had a frozen White Castle slider and thought, I bet it's better at the restaurant... Well, oh, I've had a frozen White Castle slider, and I did I not think it was better. At the, it was going to be better at the restaurant. I, I assumed that the frozen... frozen 
thing that I microwaved at home was just as good as the restaurant. But what do you think they do to make theirs in the restaurant? Yeah, they just throw theirs in a, in a microwave too, probably. Well, yeah, but I don't know. I just assumed it would be different, but it wasn't really. They did have no, I was chicken rings. Exactly the same. They, they had rings. chicken rings and onion chips, which is... What the fuck? It's all backwards out there. And, like, none of it was really good, except for the ranch dressing, because, turns out, it's very difficult to fuck up ranch dressing. Yeah. Ranch is ranch. Yeah. Maybe. I don't actually know. How do you make ranch? So, you got your buttermilk, right? Mm-hmm. You got some, like, seasonings, and you just throw them all together, and... Did you use dill in there? Got these yeah, there's definitely dill. dill. Like, some sort so of... the base is buttermilk, though? Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, if it's buttermilk ranch, then absolutely yes. Right. Although I'm assuming it's probably just, like, some kind of, like, cream. Yeah, it's some, like, creamy dressing thing. Yeah, because it's definitely... I I think it's... I'm pretty sure it's thicker than buttermilk, generally. Well, yeah. They just, like, put some buttermilk in with whatever they make creamy dressings out of. Let's see. Probably. I'm no ranch expert, but... Well, you were really talking like one for a few minutes. <laughs> Turns out, if you just speak with confidence about literally anything, people will assume you know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's a good yeah, skill to have. In the case. Yeah. Because then you can lie to people, and they'll never find out. Not once has anyone ever found out that I don't know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so... On this, uh, this this trip to Michigan that you have both embarked on, uh, what what sort of activities have you gotten up to? Well, there was a lot of driving. Um, okay. Most of it was that, because it was, uh, was a 12-hour trip, plus an hour of eating at a foreign restaurant in a foreign land. Um, we stopped at a Burger King in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we also did stop at a Tim Hortons. We did stop at a Tim Wait, Hortons. You were at the Burger King for an hour? No. no. I mean, like, oh, okay. the hour was, like, a bunch of pit stops and, you know, gassing up, and then the Burger King and also uh, the Tim Hortons. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so, so how long have you been in Michigan now? Two days. Two days. Okay. Um, and in the two days you've been in Michigan, the most exciting things that have happened to you were going to White Castle... And driving for 12 hours? Oh, okay, we saw some flowers. <laughs> okay. Yep, they're, um, they're the peonies. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the um, world's largest collection of peonies in Ann Arbor, Michigan. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> the largest one you'll find within, like, 15 minutes of where we are. Yep. I wow. Think it's a, I think it's a pretty big collection of peonies. Sort of by any reckoning. I mean, that's true. Yeah, there's a lot of peonies. But it was also just, like, a whole field of the same fucking flower. Well, no, they were all different flowers. Every peony. All different... Like, there was was Hermione, there was Flame, there was... There was, like, Mrs. Edward something or other. There was the sword or whatever. Yeah, sword dance. Sword dance. There was sword dance. There were just varieties of the same fucking plant, though. Okay, so, but so like, so there were different colors and different I configurations. Well, there were some, petals some were doubles and, and some okay. Had they been <laughs> probably some singles too? Had they no. been arranged in any particular manner, or was it just sort of like a, a farm of? Uh, they they had like squares. Yeah, they had beds. Each one, I think, was like a 
what, like six by six grid? Um, yeah, it might have been six by six. Yeah, so we were just walking around the sphere grid, looking at all the flower <laughs> spheres. Okay. Getting our Marty's there. Like. Is it... Are, are these peonies meant for visitors to come look at them? Do yeah. they serve any other purpose? Uh, okay, it is, I don't it know if a... could serve a purpose other than being looked at. It's a... Okay, so but it is it is sort of all right. Yeah, it is it is just there to be looked at. But it is all peonies. It's a yeah. garden of peonies. Yeah, peony garden. Yeah. And you'd okay. think that the peony experts who have arranged this garden would know what all the peonies are and label them accordingly. But the thing is, John, that there were several marked unknown. And <laughs> Oh wow, that that's amazing. <laughs> the world may never know what those particular plants are, except to say that they are peonies like the rest of the things in, in mm-hmm. space. Scientists are working furiously at this. Um you know, I think it might be the next greatest project of of humans and science. Like you know, there was landing on the moon, they were sequencing the human genome. Curing cancer, and now... Figuring out what the fuck these peonies are. <laughs> what do we call them? We don't know. So, is, is there any sort of explanation as to why this is an exclusively peony garden? Yeah, because that's where they wanted to put a whole bunch of peonies, so they did it. They just had all these... <laughs> it's one of those situations, John, where it's like, you know, oh, you gotta come down this weekend because we accidentally, you know, we, we bought too many peonies... Our mistake is is your profit or whatever. I don't know. Um, your Saturday afternoon. Uh-huh. So just come down and you know and look at all the peonies. And I was like, you know, peonies are a an exciting flower. Yeah. Look, they're exciting. The first maybe square of peonies that you <laughs> encounter, but after you've gotten through about fifteen of them, it's like, all right, what's this one called? Cool. All right. So, do all of these different varieties of peonies look very distinct, or are they pretty similar? Well, John, if you were to look at one and look at the other, you'd think, well, this one's pink and this one's white, but they look like just a fucking bush with some flowers on it. And (laughs) see this one over here? Like, it's not a different arrangement of petals in the flower, but it's still just a bush with a bunch of fucking flowers in it. And this one, well, there was one that was pretty different, because the flowers looked like regular-ass leaves, and I liked that one, because it didn't look like every other plant in the whole garden. <laughs> so the flowers were green and shaped weirdly? Yeah. Yeah. And not huh. really bright green or anything, like, nothing to distinguish them from the rest of the plant. Interesting. They are just kind of flower-shaped. Yeah. Those were some Chinese... Herbaceous peonies. Yeah. Thanks for remembering. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> wow, Ian. Yeah. Thanks for dropping that knowledge on us. What can I say, John? You know, when you live so close to one of the world's greatest collections of peonies in Ann Arbor, in Ann Arbor, Michigan. <laughs> well, I don't know. I so so. My impression is that that's a like one of the top peony gardens. Yeah, I can't imagine there's a ton of peony gardens. So I'm just Googling best peony garden right now. And what's number one? <laughs> wow, shocking. It's oh, almost shit. like... It's almost like... 
your location is affecting the results of the search. Oh, it's almost like your search has been optimized for... It is the Peony Garden Nichols Arboretum, University of Michigan. Donate now. So we can tell you all about the garden. Um, so I'm just loading up the history right now, John. Alright, sorry, what was the, the name of this garden again? It's, yeah, the Nichols Arboretum. You can actually, they got a nice little shot of it. Okay, because I have also googled best peony garden, and I've not seen the Nichols. Ooh. Oh, fuck. Well, John, you, you've got some sort of anti-Michigan filter on. Um, <laughs> I think I think the anti-Michigan filter called not living in Michigan. <laughs> so I'm saying is in 1922, the regents of the University of Michigan appropriated $2,000 to establish the Peony Garden at Nichols Arboretum. Wow. Okay, now, oh, oh, so it's part of a of a larger... So it's part of an arboretum. Yeah. It's not yeah. just a Peony Garden. It is a Peony Garden within a larger botanical setting. Mm-hmm. That's okay, true. That, that makes a lot more sense to me. But... Uh, it's kind of, It's almost sort of unfortunate that there... That it, it is... That there is logic behind it. Um. <laughs> I just I would like to point out that the critically evaluated and large collection of peonies was being offered by Doctor W. E. Upjohn. <laughs> <laughs> we Upjohn. We Upjohn. Wow, what, Good what a name! He was a passionate collector and evaluator of herbaceous peonies in the early 1900s, as well as a nationally noted philanthropist. He was active in the American Peony Society. So, I guess, in the early 1900s, that was all you had to entertain yourself. It was alcohol until you weren't allowed to do that anymore, and just... Peonies after. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean... I, I should come out and say this now that while I have not been to a peony garden specifically, I am a big fan of arboretums and botanical gardens and and the like. Uh, I I really do enjoy looking at plants. Mm-hmm. Nine hundred and twenty nine individual plants. Wow, representing five hundred and sixteen cultivars from forty eight wow. breeders. Fucking peony breeders. What? <laughs> What a bunch of degenerates. <laughs> uh, Ian, that's a, a, a strong accusation. Would you care to back it up with any evidence? Well, I'm just saying, John, what are they, like... You don't need to breed these peonies, John. They're already doing... They're already doing a perfectly fine job. Like, what are they, what are they selecting for, John? They're selecting for whether it's called fucking... Mrs. Elizabeth Kensington, or Sword Dancer. They do also name the peonies seemingly after themselves a lot. Yeah. The Nichols Arboretum is open seven days a week, sunrise to sunset, and admission is free. But you do have to find a parking space. It's tough to find a parking space. There's a lot of people. You need to pay $170 an hour. $170 an hour. Not even like $175. No, $170 for a fucking hour. So God forbid you bring out, what was it? No, yeah, seven fucking quarters. And be like, oh yeah, we finally right. You'll get a little extra money from, like, a little extra time for it. But it makes no sense. Why one seventy? I do not fucking understand this. Yes. Yeah, well, so, here's the secret. Let's say it's very expensive too. Also very expensive. Like yes. Spot. 
But you can pay with a card. Yeah. Is this a garage or is this like a... street side. Holy shit, that's so expensive. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 insane for metered parking. Well, John, here's the secret. Wow. Um, there's there's not a lot of street parking in that particular area, and there's like 15 hospitals, and so you know when 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 your loved ones are um, dying, and you've got to like rush to their bedside to hear their final words. You gotta you're not be gouged on parking. Yeah, you're not gonna like shop around for parking. But the hospitals <laughs> have a parking lot. Well, yeah, I would imagine the is... hospitals would have their own private parking for the most part. I don't know. A lot of these hospitals, I guess they probably well, have. No, we passed one. We passed the parking mm-hmm. lot for one of, the, one of the hospitals. Yeah, but that's for. Yeah, like, I can't imagine a, a, a hospital business. not having their own. Yeah, but the patients visitors lot. pay money. Right, still, it's like seven bucks an hour if you're a patient at a hospital. Right, which is a better rate than one seventy an hour. Because we're going to be there for at least four. No, hours. I said seven bucks an hour. Seven bucks an hour? It's no. something ridiculous. Yeah. No. What? Are you sure? Well, I mean, like, Chris has strong opinions about hospital parking fee structures. I guess I haven't been to that many hospitals, but I feel like generally they have that pretty bad. reasonable parking. I feel like a lot of hospitals have free parking. The one in Longwood? Yeah. Oh, it's like five bucks for the first hour. Right, yeah. But I mean, like, it doesn't, it's not... It doesn't continue to go up by five bucks. Right. But yeah, it starts at five and then goes up by like another 50 cents every hour. Or right. So it's not like seven, I, I don't know, I don't feel like it would be seven bucks an hour. Well, okay, that's fair. I misspoke about ludicrous parking rates. You know what? Parking fucking sucks. It should be free. Everything should be free. Money. Money's an illusion. It's an illusion. Well, there it's we go. Construct. It's a social construct. It, so now we finally, <laughs> we finally got to the heart of, of the matter, Nate. Everything just... As soon as we moved away from the gold standard, like, money was inherently <laughs> meaningless. It's just convenient... Convenient thing to exchange your goods and services with, or I guess if you're certain people to just hoard forever. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna go get a free yacht. That's what I really want. John, what would you do with a yacht? Throw parties. That's that's what? a fair point. Like, Did you ever learn to sail, John? Uh, I learned a tiny bit of how to sail. Hmm. I'm not thinking of a sailing yacht. I'm thinking like a luxury yacht. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, someone's so, got to you know, sail I'm going to get a free a free captain as well to, to pilot it. That's <laughs> true. Free people. Yeah. <laughs> well, well <laughs> free goods that's... and services. Not free people. <laughs> free services. I, there you go. There's a, it's a big distinction. Well, but I guess the question is, if it's a free service, right? Like, does this, does this pilot, is he able, or is this captain able to say, no, I don't want to take you on this 15-day cruise? Sure, but then I'll just find another one who is willing to do it. Because this we're, we're operating in in this free economy, right? Okay, but so John, so so let's say that you're and you know, a people still right? have to work, Ian. You still have to work. You still got to do your job. <laughs> well, why you know? do you have to do your job? Because Ian, how, Ian, how are you going to pay the bills if you aren't working? <laughs> <laughs> There's no bills to pay, John. It's a free economy, right? But how are you going to pay your free bill? How are you going to give no money to your your bills that don't exist if you're not working. You you gotta stay active. You gotta be working in order to contribute to society. And I I just need someone to take me on a cruise on my on my free yacht. Okay. Uh-huh. I just yeah you know, I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm very worked up now. Okay. Time <laughs> to start the episode over again. Time to start it all from the top. 
now. Um, but I think that might be a good place to call it, though. We're doing a short episode this week because we're recording it last minute, and the sound's probably really fucked up anyway. Mm-hmm. So, listeners, thank you for joining us for this episode. Uh, and as always, kind of let our guests, uh, you know, play out. Nate, all up to you. Also, if you have anything to plug, now's the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, plugs, too. Um, yeah, so you should listen to our other... Is I'm going to plug this keyboard in over here. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, while he's doing that, I'm going to plug our other podcast, ASMR Quest. Um, and also... Uh, no, I'll check out our other podcast, ASMR Quest. <laughs> All right, oh, Nate, do you want to finish now? What? Oh, you, so yeah, they, they are going to do your plugs, have, uh, and you have to uh, you have to say goodbye to the listeners. Thing. So, all right, yeah, uh, listeners, uh, don't be listening to this anymore. This is stupid. You got to be listening to the number one podcast <laughs> in the world, Bodega Boys, coming to you with new art every week. <laughs> okay, so next plug in the Bodega Boys. <laughs> Ten minutes of AKA at the beginning of each episode and the end of each episode. <laughs> It's very important to hear who these people are and what they represent. What do they represent to you, Nate? The Bronx. Wow. (laughs) Just where you were born and raised. Yep. Very (laughs) dear to my heart is... (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. There we go. I'd also like to plug saying fuck in that sort of way, because it's really fun. You should try it sometime. And with that, take take care, people. Just let let this end. <laughs> let it end.